Hey, welcome to Glitch Please, the show where we talk about video games every single week. I'm Ashley. I'm Gus. I'm Adam. And we got a uh, lot to talk about this week, um, both brought to you by Skillshare and Blue Apron. We'll be talking about uh, those guys uh, in more in a little bit. Thank you very much for sponsoring this episode. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. There's a new call for censorship of a certain video game um, over depictions of child abuse, well, domestic abuse, but specifically against children. Um, they should have just cleaned the room. Should have cleaned the room. Uh, wow. Just to be wow. a great parent. Um, <laughs> there's, um, we've For the got... record, I don't know what game she's talking about, so if it turns out to be really insensitive, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, we've got, like, there's a couple of interesting things happening news-wise this week. Also, we're going to fight about Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and whether it's good or whether Gus hates it. I apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll get into all that, but before we do, what have you guys been playing this week? My my week has been primarily dedicated to Xenoblade Chronicles because I wanted There's to make sure. There's a lot to play. Yeah, like the tutorial is ten hours, so that was that was pretty much my week, unfortunately. So pretty boring otherwise. I do want to hop into some Dark Souls and indie gaming again this week, though. So how some do, plans. How do you feel about those rumors about uh, Dark Souls remasters? I couldn't be happier, really. But, like, honestly, I want, like, a, a remaster for the PC because the PC version still borked. Hmm. But uh, I'll, I'll take it on the Switch. Uh, you can't play it without DS Fix. Uh, it, it launched the game through Windows Live. It has major frame rate problems. Um, it has like like visual. You can play without DS Fix, but like to to achieve any level of visual fidelity, uh, you, you have to like get DS Fix to be able to like change things like mm. uh, the, the frame rate and like any aliasing and things like that. Is a DS Fix a it's like a, a user created it's a user created patch? patch yeah. Cool. Does um, that fall under mod or? Uh, it modifies the game. Yeah, I think that's so a mod. So may yeah. maybe it would, yeah. Because there, you know, there was a mod that was released, also a fan mod that patched near Automata. So yeah, yeah. Uh, those, but those it's always not tricky figuring out like fan patches. Is that, like where does that fall? Right. But I guess it would fall under mod Mods, territory. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Gus? Uh, I played some Xenoblade Chronicles too, and uh, I also actually was playing some Battlefront too. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, multiplayer or just single player? Both. Okay. Just because I wanted to see where the game is. And like we said before, uh, I was provided a copy by Microsoft. Because you would not buy it yourself. Yeah, right. So what you're saying there is you didn't give them money. I, I didn't give them money. Uh, it's a shame that they, they fucked it up so bad because I, I actually had a little bit of fun. I, <laughs> I feel, I feel like, guilty saying that. No, I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a decent game in there. Yeah. It just sucks that they decided to fuck it over. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say, I said this about the first game, I'll say it about the second one, like, the quality of the visuals in that game is unbelievable. And also, the animations, especially, like, death animations, nail that, like, Star Wars feels so well. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know about the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. The, the graphics do feel like, if you were to be like, what ideally would a Star Wars game look like? They look like that. Yeah, they lo It looks great, it really does. It's oh. just... The just the wrapping. Yeah, and I also was playing some Call of Duty World War II. I wrapped up the campaign. I was playing some multiplayer. What, in that. What did you think of the campaign? Uh, it was fine. Hmm. It was good. I, I don't think I'd played a Call of Duty game since Black Ops 2. I think. Hmm. So That's I've been a out. Solid one. I've been out for a few years. Yeah. But, uh, did yeah, did you play the uh, the the war mode? Yes, that's primarily why I started trying to play multiplayer. Was I'd heard about war mode and it's fun. It, I mean, it really is. But uh, I feel like. 
jumping into multiplayer in COD made me feel like an old man. Not because of the gameplay, but just because of how complex the menu system and even like trying to find a game was. It's like, <laughs> what, what do I do? Like, you have to pick a division with all these specialties. It's like, you walk around like this staging area, going to different things to get ready to go play the game. It's like, I just want to play a fucking game. And there's so many <laughs> menus. There's menus everywhere. It's a little, it's a little overwhelming. Too many menus. Yes. Simplify. Simplify. Yeah. And, they, and of course, they've got uh, uh, Nazi zombies in that. So I played a little bit of, uh, of that game type as well. Yeah. So um, is War Mode the one with um, with the tenth Doctor in it, David Tennant? That he's in Nazi Zombies. Nazi Zombies. Yes. Okay. I, I'm. Kind of, I want to play just that, just for him. Does he, does he but play then I feel like who, or does he just no? Play? <laughs> he's like a, a Scottish character. Oh, fair enough. But it's also really difficult for me to see him as anything else, even when he was uh, he was the bad guy in Jessica Jones. Yeah. And even that, I was like. <laughs> Ooh, now I can't actually watch him. What about the doctor? What about him and Warfare? Because he, and Harry he Potter? brings in. Yeah, okay, no, the tick does the, seem a, like, like the, yeah, <laughs> the tongue thing. That does uh, take him out of it a little bit. Um, I've been playing mostly. So I played a lot of Xenoblade Chronicles too. Um, and then also, I've been playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. So you stopped playing. Oh, and it. I, wow. I, I played uh, some of that as well. I, I dove in more, I think, because I wanted to see if it went somewhere. And. I have this realization. I have this realization every time I play a life simulator game, but you know you beat the game when you realize that you're spending time building a life that you don't have instead of building the life that you do have. <laughs> and go, hmm, and then stop and go outside. Yeah. So, uh, those are your kind I, of games, though. You I love know they those are. kind of games. And I, yet I have that realization every single time. <laughs> but then I will play the next one and be really excited for it. Like, I'm really excited for a proper Animal Crossing. I will go through the same cycle with that, and then eventually I'll go, hmm, and go outside. Yeah. Well, you're going to start gardening soon to balance this out, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. And I did, um, I started my leatherworking. I took some classes. Really? I did. That's super cool, man. And, uh... I ordered a bunch of uh, ring mail to knit, so I started knitting it. Um, it takes a really long time. Oh, no kidding. And I've got one problem in that right now I've got these tiny little rings because I got rings specifically for small scale mail. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> they're, so they're these little tiny things and I just have Bernie's pliers to open them with. So I've got full size pliers and I'm trying to do like work on these little tiny rings and it's not working out. You need out. to order some smaller pliers. I'm ordering some smaller pliers, yes, that are specifically like sized to deal with 18G rings or Good. whatever. Good. So, but uh I'm having a lot of fun. That's awesome. I'm man. having so much fun. And it's very it's very meditative and I can do it while like watching TV or something. So I watched all of the good place, which is a great show by the way. Oh man. Anyway, so that's all the not gaming that <laughs> I'm doing, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's been uh it, whoa. Someone got a hold of the iPad. I wonder who. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's been most of my week. Um, and it's been, a, I don't know, it's been nice. Um, it's been nice focusing on mostly one game, which was Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. 2, and just like really diving into it. Um, but I guess we should probably get into, uh, into one of our first discussions, um, which is going to be a big one. It's about censorship. Um, but we can't do that on... An empty stomach. 
So we'd like to thank Blue Apron for sponsoring this episode of Glitch Please. Blue Apron delivers the fresh pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step -step instructions right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. Plus the menu changes every week based on what's in season and it's designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week and customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what best fits their schedule. Blue Apron sends only non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones. Some of the recipes featured in December include baked tilapia. Oh, so good. So good. I really like tilapia. Uh, sheet pan roasted pork. Stop. And chili butter steaks. Blue Apron believes in making incredible home cooking accessible for everyone. And also showing you that you can cook. And you can cook stuff that sounds really fancy because they, sh they take you through it and it makes it way less intimidating. Blue Apron is treating Glitch Please listeners to their first dinner, a $30 value, if you visit blueapron.com slash glitch. So check out this week's menu and get $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash glitch. It's Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So good. So good. I love it. What's, what's the most complicated thing that you've cooked via Blue Apron that you didn't think you could make and then you made it and you were like, oh, it's not that bad? I don't know. I feel like it's all fairly straightforward. Like a lot of times things sound complicated, but then you read the instructions and it's broken down in a really easy manner. Right. Uh, I think, I can't think of a specific dish, but there's never anything that's like, I'm win over my head. When I, I think some of my favorites are like... The ramens. I'm always happy when I get a ramen from them. Yeah, it's nice to be able to know that you can make a nice ramen. Don't get me wrong. There is call for shitty ramen in everyone's life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's what you need. But when you want to make, like, a nice, good ramen, especially because it's cold now mm -hmm. and you, get, you, get, you want to get all soupy inside, it's nice to know that you can do that. For me, it's anything that's braised. Mm. When something's mm. like, yes, braised pork shoulder, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. What, what does that mean? And then it takes you through and you're like... I can braise anything. Hold still, I'll braise you. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. It makes it really easy. Um, you can imp you'll impress yourself. You can impress someone else. And plus, it's a it's a free first meal. Why not? You gotta eat anyway. Why not do it for free? Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about some issues that are happening. Specifically, a new call for censorship in video games. Well. Well-placed Gus. There was, um, so there's, uh, Paris Games Week happened a while ago. Um, this is not new, but at Paris Games Week, there was a trailer for uh, David Cage's new game, Detroit Become Human. Um, that trailer featured a scene of domestic abuse against a child. Hmm. Now, it's not, like, it's not like you're sitting there abusing a kid in the game. It's not like a quick time event. But, uh, it, you know, it is a scene where, like, there's a kid in mortal danger. And it's very scary. Um, and, but this seems to have been, like, the, you know, the details here seem to have been missed by a couple of people. And this is coming at, specifically out of the, um, the U.K., where there are more calls that it should be, like that that should be removed from the game because it's, I don't know, it's not appropriate. Um, so, yes. Um, so uh, I'm gonna look up the specific quotes here, but there are three different people basically calling for censorship of some sort. Um, there is, and this is again in the UK, 
Um, there's Damon Collins, Member of Parliament, and he's the Chairman of the Culture, Media, and Sports Select um, Community. There's Peter Saunders, the founder of the National Association of People Abused in Childhood. Uh, and there's um, Esther Ranson, the founder of a phone cancel service called Childline. So these guys saw this trailer uh, and freaked out over the fact that there's uh, this, this kid in it and that this kid is shown being abused. And they're saying that it's not appropriate to have content like this in a video game, full stop. It's just not okay. Uh, specifically, um, Damien Collins said, it's completely wrong for domestic violence to be part of a video game, regardless of what the motivation is. Domestic violence is not a game, and this simply trivializes it. Um, I mean, what's the, what, what's, what, where's the denominations? Like, what, why is it okay well, in a movie? Right, that's that's the counter-argument, like, I think, this is, here. This is just telling a story. Right. And it's not using it as a cheap effect. You're not it's, like... It's, 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 a, it's a strong emotional story. You're not the one abusing a child, and it's not like you're getting points or like it's not the objective of the game it's you know how do you right. react to this uncomfortable situation which is like watching a movie right you know and also so like murder and stabbings and beheadings and all this other yeah. shit is okay yeah they're games right well yeah trivializes trivializes all that too i suppose yeah um i think the argument that a lot of these organizations make is that because video games are interactive the player has agency and but you don't have agency over. You're not over abusing this. the kid. No. In fact, it looks from this cutscene, it looks like you are the person trying to defend the kid from being abused. It's one of the choices you can make, I right. think. But you you can also not make that choice. I assume. Yeah. Right. So but, you can like you can do nothing. You can see this happening um, and do nothing, or you can try and intervene. Um, you know, and that is. But that's not what these guys seem to be seeing. Um, mm hmm. Hmm. Um, there is also specifically um, the call for this to be pulled out of the game. Like these are saying it's not appropriate to be in a video game at all. But um, Esther Ranson specifically said, um, I call upon Sony Interactive Entertainment to think again and withdraw this game or at least remove this scene where a virtual child is put in life-threatening danger. If you don't, real children may v suffer. Virtual child, life-threatening danger. Yeah, <laughs> virtual life-threatening danger. Right. What these guys seem to, seem to think is that this would encourage <clears throat> potential abusers to just go like, out and, you know, just like... Just like GTA encouraged potential murderers to go out mm -hmm. and mass murder lots of people. Now, GTA is an interesting point because there is a scene in GTA 5 where, um, and I think I think this is where Bernie hopped off. I think he didn't end up finishing the game because it's the torture scene no, where the, you, yeah. they're like, "All right, torture this guy," mm -hmm. and I, that's like that was I thought a like a very confronting moment that the developers put in there for players. Like, mm -hmm. are you willing to torture a person? Sure, they don't there was, exist. There was no way around it, right? You had to you do it, right? You have to right, do yeah. it in order to advance the game. Are you going to torture them? And I, I would love to know the stats that I'm sure Rockstar has on what percentage of people just hopped off the game at that point. Right. Just like, I can't do it. Yes, I realize they don't exist, but I can't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, torture stats went up. Right. How many people channeled their Michael Madsen and Re Reservoir Dogs for that matter? Ben, ben just sent me a, a list here. Movies where a kid is shown dying. Pet Cemetery, Jaws, most recently, It. We, oh, yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, it, it, ha it has death and abuse. Right, and I don't think we heard any outcry about that. I, I, I gave it some shit about the, the animal deaths. Mm -hmm. I, I like uh, David Cage's response to this controversy here. I guess in an interview with Eurogamer, he said, 
there are things I'd never do, he said. I'd never do a racist game or a misogynist game. These are the limits. When you feel okay with the content and the meaning, when you know you have nothing to be ashamed of because it's fair and it tells the right story and because it's moving, there are no limits. So it sounds like uh, he's wanting to stick to his guns here. Good. Good. And uh, actually, Sony came in and backed him up as well. Mm. And they were they were like, this is, you know, this isn't, it's not glorifying child abuse or anything like that. It's, it, you know, it's fully appropriate. Keep in mind as well that this um, trailer was shown at the same event that the Last of Us 2 trailer was shown at. So there might have been just some added sensitivity because there were multiple games that were exploring these sorts of um, mature themes. Yeah. Um, but Sony was like, these games are, they're meant for adults. Right. They're made for adults to be played by adults who understand and, you know, and can work through these issues. But what it comes back to is, yeah, these double standards for video games versus other sorts of media where people who don't get it are trying to legislate it. Right, of course. Or not, not even legislate it necessarily, but like they're using the court of public opinion uh, to try to get To get up on their soapbox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it's frustrating. I actually like that we're in an era where you can talk about, like you can explore very real, very important, very visceral issues mm -hmm. through the storytelling of video games. Like there's something really cool about this that Yes, you can see this abuse being done, but you can try and stop it. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the sort of player agency that these people should be focusing yeah. on. That like, you can do something. Yeah, and I think you know there there is definitely a line. I'm not saying that um, you know hard fast this can never happen, but you know if someone made a game that was like child abuse simulator or and tried to sell that, like I'd, obviously that's wrong. Like you shouldn't do that. Yeah. But this, you know, I think presents it like you're saying. In a, in a more mature way, and um, you have the ability to, to do the right thing. Yeah. So, what do you think, yeah? You're quiet. No, no I'm you're like, quiet I, over there. Like, I was, like I'm saying, like, there, there shouldn't be any delineation here. Like, it's, it's, it's okay in movies, it should be okay in games, and it's like, it's not, it's not using it as like a cheap thrill. It's they're trying to tell like a meaningful story. Now, on the other hand, do you feel like, just exploring the devil's advocate side of things here, that there is an impact on, like, do games ever make you behave differently? Because I know I do. Well, after I play, like, after I play, like, Forza Horizon, I'm constantly having to consciously slow myself down on the road. No. Well, I don't play racing games, so maybe that's the one thing that would get me. But no, I mean, I, nothing really. I, if anything, the only behavioral changes, I go to work and I talk about the game I've been playing because it's awesome or whatever. That's it. You know, like I. So you don't just like go out and start like cutting off heads? And, mm -mm. No, no, that's that's a weekend activity. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So I mean, I, I think we're all yeah, on the same I mean, page. Yeah, I, th I mean, I think that we, like we're bound to come out of this discussion pretty much on the same page, just because we're all adults who yeah. understand things like ratings. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, it is weird to see this coming up. I thought we had got through. I thought we'd all got past the the topic of censorship in video games, and that you know video games are somehow encouraging people to be more violent, even though every study says that they don't. Right. So, anyway, uh, so we'll move on to that's that, that's largely just a timely discussion because it's come up in the news again. But we do have some other news to talk about, and you guys, this week it gets weird. Um, oh. Yeah, 
But, uh, but before we do that, I'd like to thank our other sponsor for this week, Skillshare. This episode of Glitch Please is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with more than 17,000 classes in design, photo, and more. A premium membership gives you unlimited access so you can improve your skills, unlock new opportunities, and do the work you love. Skillshare believes in accessible learning and the price reflects that. An annual subscription with unlimited access is less than $10 a month, making it one of the best deals you can find for online education. The first two people to use the promo link in the description will get their first two months free to try out risk-free. Sign up now to receive a two-month free trial. Go to skl.sh slash glitch3 to start your trial now. And again, we will have that link in the description for you to click on. That's skl.sh slash glitch3. The first 200 people to sign up will get their first two months free. And that's free is hard to beat. Uh, I did, they've got a whole bunch of like all kinds of classes. So they've got, um, they've got like creative writing and they've got photography and I've been looking at the creative writing one as well just because I like to doodle stuff in my off time. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that, like just getting into it, developing new skills. Um, if you guys want to add a, uh, a scale mail uh, lesson course, I would be totally up for that. I mean, I, you aren't kidding about it. I'm just looking here. Uh, They've got the a lot page. of cool like, just stuff. Like, I'm just going to read off the, the top of the list. Hand lettering essentials for beginners, getting started with email marketing, logo design, street photography, um, knife skills, learn how to mix <laughs> music, ink drawing techniques. You want to learn something? Look I, it up. I know knife skills is probably like, you know, kitchen knife, like how to cut a knife. Right, it's, it's a like mini that. class to but chop I'm like a chef. I'm imagining like Napoleon Dynamite's good knife skills. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly though, I could use the kitchen skills too. I'm very sl slow with chopping. Well, and you know you see in the movies, those guys go J -j 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 -j, Don't speed and it up. everything is all... You lose a finger. Yeah, but they look cool in the movies. Yeah. You know, my, uh, my mom taught herself to crack an egg with one hand after seeing it in... Ooh, it was an Audrey Hepburn movie. Um, I can't remember which one. I don't know Audrey Hepburn movie. But she she saw that and she was like, "That's a cool move." So who knows? Maybe there's a, a, a cracking eggs with one hands lesson plan in there. But there's a lot of stuff. I feel like cracking eggs with one hands as a giant hand owner is very easy. She's she's got little hands like me. Right. So I, I can, a, I can crack two eggs with one hand. Yeah. <laughs> Sabrina. Sabrina. There we go. Wow. Nice. I had to look it up. Nice. Yeah, I remember there was a remake recently, but mm. I couldn't. It, it was. Fleeing my mind. All right, let's get into some of the weird-ass news we got to talk about this week. I had a First glitch. Up. I had a glitch when I was playing Battlefront 2. I should have recorded what? it and submitted it. Oh, that would have been good for a trend. Yeah, I just, I just, I was watching. I was like, oh, that, I, I should have recorded the thing. I had a couple of weird glitches um, playing Rhyme. Mm. where just like all the water would disappear. Mm. Just the super weird stuff. And I never, like if I wasn't playing it on Xbox, I was gonna be like, Xbox record that. And mm. then I remember that my connect, I don't even know where that is anymore. So, yeah. eh, oh well. I had something happen in Xenoblade and I was like, I'm gonna record this and you can't in that game. Doesn't let you record anything. Oh, yeah, so the Switch firmware update did enable game recording, but the specific games have to enable it. Right. You'd think that Xenoblade Chronicles would have enabled it. Maybe that game is already struggling so much on the hardware that adding adding the flashback recording would be difficult. It does struggle on the hardware, yeah. but we'll get to that. Uh, in the meantime, y'all, Ryan Reynolds is Detective Pikachu. 
Yeah. Oh, that is weird. I read I read that, and I, I, I read he was being cast in the Detective Pikachu movie, and, and I went to Grace, and I'm like, ha-ha, he's being cast as Pikachu as a joke. And then I actually read the article, and he is being he cast is as a Pikachu. Joke. I think everyone thought that as the joke immediately. Like, that would be hilarious. It's like, like, oh, no, I wait. he was like Pikachu's sidekick. Nope. No. Mm-mm. No, he's Pikachu. Have we seen the photoshops yet? Not yet. I want this to see Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu Photoshop. Late last now, night. I want that, but Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I don't understand. How I don't this understand is gonna... what this movie is going to be. So Pikachu has talked in the movie, um, like in in the end of one or two movies. But not like he's going to be like full English talking Pikachu. R- right. I always thought Pikachu was a girl because it's voiced by a female voice actress. So you kind of just make those associations. Yeah, but isn't Bart? Lots of, yeah, yeah, lots of. Okay, that's fair. Like pre pubescent boy th- there are, but those, those, are those characters are assigned gender. Pikachu is not. Okay. You uh, assigned a gender to Pikachu. How I, dare you? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm making an assumption regardless. It's weird as hell, dude. I feel I'm worried for Ryan Reynolds. Why is he doing this? No, fuck that. He, the guy, that guy can do whatever he wants. He, After Deadpool, honestly, yeah, that guy can do anything. I know he Him can. being Detective Pikachu might just be marketing for Deadpool. All right, you can take off the Pikachu, <laughs> like unzip Pikachu, and give you Deadpool inside. inside. So yeah. that's, it's a way to, to get all kids into uh, yeah. into see Deadpool. Yeah, so uh, I guess he's going to be, uh, mm. he's co-starring with uh, Justice Smith, who's uh, from The Get Down, and uh, Catherine Newton, who's from Lady Bird. Uh, and so I guess in this, Pikachu is trying to help this young boy find his father. Uh, and apparently this voice is motion capture in nature. So I wonder if we're looking like a like a jungle book sort of scenario here where they want to do like photo reel. But if they want to do fo- if they want to do photo reel Pikachu, I don't I don't understand because is it, Pikachu is not photo real. Is this, this going to be a wise cracking Pikachu like a cursing Pikachu? Oh man. I mean it's it's wrong. <laughs> it, there's no way. There's no way. If, if it's not, is it going to like like playing, is he gonna say Pika Pika in like a like a Ryan Reynolds voice? Pika Pika. Right, right. Like, this is so fucking weird, dude. I have no clue what this movie is gonna be, but I I gotta be honest, I'm probably gonna go see it just to see what they do. If they're casting it now, I'm assuming it's not gonna come out for many, oh, it's many gonna years. Be, it's gonna be a while. Detective Pikachu is in production at Studio Legendary. Project was announced in 2016 as loosely based on a Nintendo 3DS game, Great Detective Pikachu. The game stars a talking crime-solving Pikachu who teams up with a human partner. Oh, yeah, that's the game, though. Uh, yeah. The script is being written by Gravity Falls creator Alex Hirsch and Nicole Perlman, who wrote Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and if you haven't seen Gravity Falls, it's actually a really, really good kind of darker cartoon that aired on Disney XD. Uh, so I'm interested to see how Guardians of the Galaxy matches up with that to make hmm. this movie. Yeah, so I mean they're it sounds like they're definitely going for uh, you know, funny. And it'll probably be aimed towards kids with enough of those like subtle jokes that the adults will get. They'll be like, "Huh." But that you know, if they fly over kids' heads, that's okay. Yeah. I'm But I just I I'm having so much trouble picturing it. I guess I just you know what I like? I like vision. I suppose. I- yeah, uh, man, this uh, this this writer is an interesting choice. This uh, Nicole Perlman, it seems like she has a lot of Marvel under her belt. It seems like she just got her start writing recently, but uh, she's credited with Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, she's uh, got a treatment on Black Widow, screenplay for Captain Marvel, 
uh, early screenplay for First Man, um, Sherlock Holmes 3, <laughs> Mask, they're making a Mask movie, I don't know if you remember that from the 80s, it was like the little cartoon. Uh, wow. Mobile Armored Strike Command. Oh. Okay. I didn't I know they were making the mask I didn't know that either. Very. So yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that's a, she's got a lot of work going on. All right, so. Bizarre. Yeah. Absolutely bizarre. Do you ever see those, um, like those photoshops of like photo real characters? You can see like the like the photo real Mario. Really creepy. It's really creepy. I think they've done one for Pikachu as well. Oh, there's Mask. Yeah, I remember nice. that. I used to watch. And the, the thing with Mask was they were smaller than G.I. Joe's, so you couldn't use the other in their vehicles. I feel like a lot of these characters look like other characters from cartoons. Like that yeah, guy like, looks like the Juggernaut, looks like Cobra Commander. Wanna be Cobra Commander here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but on a budget. And the guy in the middle kind of looks like a like a, a, a stormtrooper on uh, on Endor. Um, yeah, weird. I, I hope that I hope that at least it's not a strictly kids movie. Like I hope that Ryan Reynolds gets to be Ryan Reynolds in it, and he's not adhering to some weird like I'm a I'm a kid what, I'm a Pikachu what, for kids. But Pikachu. Totally. I would I would rather. Forgo the Pikachu ness for the Ryan Reynolds ness, though, to make it a decent movie. Right, you don't want like Bill Murray and Garfield or anything like that. Right. No, you know who I would have pictured as more of a Pikachu is um, uh, the guy who played Olaf in Frozen. Uh, he was in. Sorry, uh, Alan Tudyk? Isn't that? Nope, not Alan Tudyk. Um, Josh, Josh Gad? Gad? Is that Josh, it? Gad, yes, yeah. Josh Gad. I would have pictured like a Josh Gad type, you know, where it's just. Like just innately like, like friendly and approachable and charismatic, but 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 we wouldn't be talking about that right now yeah. if Josh Gad was was cast. Yeah. I mean that's true. Maybe maybe I really like Josh Gad. I might right. be. But it would be like okay, that makes sense, and we'd move on. We wouldn't be like holy shit. Let's let's start advertising for the movie essentially, right? Let's start creating buzz for it because it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose we fell into their trap. Talking Pikachu is going to be fucking they, weird. They played their trap card. Did I use that right? Nope. No? That's Yu-Gi-Oh. You've activated my trap card. It's Yu-Gi-Oh. It's the same thing, right? You got your Yu-Gi-Oh and your Pikachus. Yeah. Your Pikachus and your Yu-Gi-Ohs. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) All right. So, moving right on to a new Portal game, except not... Did you hear about this? No. I was excited for about three seconds. Yeah, about three seconds. So, um, this was, I believe it's coming uh, later tonight. So, tonight is the Game Awards. Um... But we record on Thursday morning, so we'll we talk about seen that, that stuff yeah. next week. Uh, but uh, it was rumored that they were going to announce a new Portal project of some kind at the Game Awards. Uh, and then it leaked out early. This is um, Bridge Constructor Portal. Are you acquainted with oh, yeah, I wish we had the, the, that look on your face. <laughs> what? Yes, Bridge Constructor Portal. Are you familiar with the Bridge Constructor game? Yeah. Yeah, it's Head Up Games. Valve has licensed Portal out to Head Up Games to create a Portal-themed bridge constructor game. Oh. What do you think about that? Without any further context, Gilby. I'm sad. Sad? Yeah. I, I'm, I, like, uh, because it means that that Valve is, is fucking given up. And they're just like, well, we're not going to use this IP ever again. Let's just license it out to a bridge constructor game. Not that bridge constructor games I, are bad. I think this is like, okay. I'd play this. Yeah, but it's not like, is it the best use of the Portal IP? Probably not. It's a bridge constructor game. Could bridge constructor just have made a game that has portals in it? Sure. 
Well, they're gonna have GLaDOS. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Like, if they were gonna make a non-Portal game, I was hoping like it'd be like a Portal VR thing, but no. That sucks. Well, there is a Portal VR experience, it's just not a proper right. game. So, that's where we are with that. They are now making card games for Dota, and they? they're licensing, yeah, the, um, what's called Artifact? Oh, that's yeah. right, yeah. The Dota that. 2. Oh my god, people were so pissed about like, that. Yeah! Uh. <laughs> um, you know, I'm gonna guess that was the first indicator that Valve just doesn't care. But this definitely seems like... I'm still banking on a Half-Life 3 VR. That's where it's gonna be. Oh, you're so sweet. Give it like four years. You're so optimistic. Four or five years. That's what they're know. doing, man. Yeah, we'll see. I've been told from an inside source. <laughs> oh yeah, what's that? That's, that's what they're doing. <laughs> uh, don't know. Um, all right, finally, get me real excited about this one too for about three seconds. GameCube and Wii games getting remasters for modern technology what, on what? the Nvidia Shield TV. No! Oh, no, you had me. You had me for a second. I was like, okay. In China. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That makes sense for them. I, I can see why they're doing that. It doesn't make sense for us, though. It doesn't make sense for us. Well, so I assume that they didn't get those games in the Chinese market, so now that makes sense that they remaster them and then have a way to, to distribute them there. Well, the, the bright side, if we want to look for a silver lining here, is that it may very well be a case of uh, them sort of like, yes, rolling it out to China, because that's a huge market of 300 million potential consumers. But maybe testing? Because it is gonna be on NVIDIA Shield TV, and um, the NVIDIA Shield um, was a very similar Tegra processor to what the Switch is using. So from there, it wouldn't be a huge leap to get from one to the other. Okay. You know, so maybe if that virtual console's coming someday, they're just testing it, in China, but the games that they're rolling out, let me look up this this list of games, because um, it was like, games that I want, man. Games that I want, I gotta find it first. What do you, what do you want from that? Um, I'm Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness would be fucking awesome. RE4, but that's already on everything. Uh, I mean, I think getting Animal Crossing. <laughs> I just want Animal Crossing. Isn't, okay, isn't there an Animal Crossing? Is there an Animal Crossing in 3DS? Yes. Yeah, and they even had the special edition hardware was it uh, good? that went along with it. Yeah, it was real good. Uh, what else did I play a lot? I liked, we, I think we talked about this recently, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, but they wouldn't be able to do that without... I want Crystal Chronicles <laughs> so much. Without, like, the accessories and so everything else to, that went along with it. Um, From the short list I'm seeing here, it looks like New Super Mario Bros. Wii, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, uh, and the Wii version of Punch-Out! with Super Mario Galaxy coming soon. I didn't even think yeah. of that. That's, 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 that's mostly Wii stuff. Yeah, that's Wii stuff. I never get to play Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword for that matter. So like, you would play them? I would, yeah. yeah. I'd like to play them mostly just... Uh, the. I don't think I finished Twilight Princess because I just got a bit bored of the motion controls after a while, and so I just left off. But I would love to play and finish it without this. Yeah, I would love to see, um, oh my God, it just ran away from my brain. Uh, Galaxy, one and two. Yes. Galaxy? Yeah. yeah, the Super Mario Galaxy games I think would be and, and fantastic. And Sunshine. And Sunshine, I liked Sunshine. Sunshine was so great. I was not Sunshine? a fan of Sunshine. Yeah, what, what did you like about rapper. Sunshine? Yeah, what was wrong God, with Sunshine? I haven't played it since it came out. You're asking me what I thought about a game you. from 15 years ago? Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't remember. I still have it if you want to borrow it. Okay. 
Or maybe I'd like I'm, it now. I'm At the time, I was just like, I didn't care. Yeah, I felt like it got a bad rap, and I never, but I never knew why. I, the one thing I could see why is like cleaning up the mess got a little tedious when you have like little dots left over, and you're very OCD about cleaning up every little bit. But it was still really fun. Yeah. Was, okay. Fair enough. That game was great. Fair enough. Um, I would absolutely take any of those games, though, like a virtual console. Nintendo's still saying absolutely nothing about virtual console stuff. They canceled it. I mean, they didn't cancel it. They postponed it. It's like, oh, you have to hold off just a little bit. Well, they they postponed their online service, which is right. like the, the sort of Netflixy thing where you'll get mm -hmm. it and you'll have access to all these things and then these game like these old school games will like rotate in and out of the service that's that's right because we're supposed to already be paying for nintendo online which would be a great service to pay for no no i i like to think that they delayed it because they know that it's not worth paying for at this point i'm wondering if if they have realized that that will hurt their console sales in the long run if they want to sell what is it like 13 million or 30 million they want to sell 30 million in like the next year or so but yeah. i think that's also part of the push into china Okay. They might, uh, the, from Nintendo's standpoint, just be like, yeah, you know, fuck all those other people that want this stuff. We need to get into China. What's our strategy? Getting people engaged with these with the these IPs of theirs to then sell, be like, here's the Switch. Also, do you want Mario Odyssey? Because you, play, you played Galaxy, you liked it, here, have Odyssey. Um, you liked Zelda, here's Breath of the Wild. Got it. You know, that might be their sort of upsell strategy there, the same way that they are using mobile, like, for most of the world to then upsell into their full games. So maybe that's it. That doesn't make me feel very much better about not having them here, though. Of course. Stings. Yeah, stings of it. Um, we do have some games, though. Uh, we, we have Xenoblade Chronicles 2. You guys want to talk about that? Yes. Jinx, you made Hey, hey, hey. Oh, God. <laughs> so slow. Okay. All right. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 has released. Uh, it released last week and uh, really rounds out the year as far as big releases go. And it also rounds out the, the year, like, the first year for Nintendo Switch, not first full year, but first calendar year, year yeah. for Nintendo Switch. They've yeah. they've gone through ticking the boxes. They're like, um, open world action adventure game, Zelda, check. Uh, we got our Mario game, that's its own genre, check. Uh, do we have our multiplayer shooter type game, Splatoon 2, check. Uh, do we have a fighty game, ARMS, check. So they've gone through and they've been ticking a bunch of these different genres. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is their JRPG. Yeah, and it also rounded out my hype level for Nintendo titles this year, because this is a game I was not hyped about. You were not hyped I about? Not, I was not hyped about huh, Xenoblade there's, Chronicles There's a real 2. surprise. Are you So I want to preface before I talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> uh, this, is not, easy. this is not a game I would normally have picked up. This is not a genre I'm necessarily into. I'm sure there are many people who love this game. I am not one of them. Um, I have played some JRPGs in the past, uh, but it's it's really normally a, a genre that I don't dive into. I don't I don't want to spend that much time in one game because especially there's like so many games going on, and I understand that like that there's a lot of value there, right? It's, it's a long game; you can spend a lot of time in that world. But I'm so far behind on other games that I'm, I'm finding myself wanting to switch between games as quickly as I can. Hmm. Fair enough. The uh, what what kind of JRPGs have you played that you enjoyed? Um, I mean, I used to play. All of the old Final Fantasy games. I think I played all of them up until 
10 and then I stopped. Okay. And then I picked up again with 15. All right. So you were playing the uh, the turn-based. Right. Era. Yeah. I like I like turn-based stuff. Me too. Have you heard of our Lord and Savior persona? <laughs> One day. It's again, it's too long. I can't do it. So long. Uh, it is pretty long. Uh, yes. You know, I will say I did not expect I did not expect to like this game because I'm not a JRPG fan, but there's a lot of things about it I did like. Uh, and I would say primarily the thing I was surprised that I liked was the story. This is like, so far, it, like, it introduced the story pretty well. The setting is really interesting. You don't need to have played a Xenoblade Chronicles game or a Xenoblade game before in order to pick it up and start playing. Right. Can I ask a stupid question before you continue? Yeah. Is it Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or Xenoblade Chronicles 2? Because on the TV commercials, they say Xenoblade. I don't think that, I think that's semantics. Okay, okay. I think, I mean, it's think, a, I think it's people say Xeno and, right. Uh, so on how long... Like if you say, if, if like, xenophobia... It's, it's, right, that's why I say right. it. So on how long to beat.com, uh, they say the main story is 55 hours uh, long. Really? Because I'm, I'm 10 that's, and a half hours in at this point, and... Just uh, like a tutorial land? Yeah, I feel like I just finished, like, well... No, I feel like the tutorial was maybe the first two hours. Uh, oh. And then they then they ease up holding your hand a little bit. The, when you um, get to the town. But yes, uh, and then the, the the world starts to open up for you, and it lets you uh, do a bunch of stuff like you know on on your own. And but then it does keep introducing elements here and there. It it kind of hits you over the head with a lot of stuff in in that uh, tutorial it's in the funny, first couple of hours. It's funny you say that because I feel like they don't give you enough in the beginning because it. Uh, I felt the same way. I think you feel at around when you're when you're when you stopped of like, there's nothing to this combat. It's really lame and boring. But as time went on, like they started giving you more systems, and I get why they have to slowly trickle them in. But I felt the amount of time it took to get to that point did the does the game a huge disservice. Yeah, I think in the first. You know, what we consider the tutorial, right? Like the first two hours of the, the, really the tutorial is like the first two hours of the game. I think in the first two hours, you actively play the game maybe 15 or 20 minutes. There's that's a lot of cutscenes. That's, it's a very But that Japanese is very thing. JRPG. Yeah. So I can forgive that. It's, it's one of the tropes of the genre that there's a lot of uh, exposition told via cutscene uh, or via locked in like dialogue mm -hmm. that, that you, like that's just part of it. So... Uh, I can forgive it that. I would agree that it would be nice to get into it a bit quicker. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Uh, the There are a lot of systems in this game. There are a lot of systems. Like at this point, um, I still have barely touched pouches, which are a thing that you need, I guess, to, to build up some stats in your blades because... You know, uh, Tiger Dude wants a certain type of meat in his pouch, yeah. and that will increase, that will like unlock something because <laughs> he wants his favorite meat. Uh, and the, so there's a lot of that that I'm still, I'm still saving a lot of my money, so I don't want to spend it right. on pouch stuff because yeah. I don't really know yet what the impacts there are. I, f I found out I could put fish in my pouch and. I couldn't take the fish out of my pouch, just kept using up all my fish, and I ran out of fish. This game is so weird. Um, but the, so the, the premise of the game is you are, you play this, um, this boy, young man, Rex. Don't call him a boy. 
He does. Yeah, his you name don't. Is, you don't really know his age. But he, I think he's like fifteen. He, yeah, he seems. You know, uh, he's a young man. Yeah, uh, and he lives on the back of a. Uh, Titan? I, Titan. I, is, is a, yeah, they call him like a little Titan. Yeah, but you get into they're, Titans, they're very they're like real, real big. They're varying sizes. Um, he lives on the back of a, a Titan in a cloud sea, and he's a salvager. So he basically dives down into this cloud sea and brings stuff back up, and that's his living. Yeah, um, it, it's a, it's a lot like imagine like underwater. Yes. It's, it's like it's kind of like, like he lives on a boat and salvages shipwrecks. And I like that setup. Like the world has no land left. It's all just these Titans that people live on. And then the Titans are randomly dying, and you don't really know why. And they're sort of like trying to figure out like where their life is going to like lead them once all the Titans go away. And there's this like unknown land called Elysium at the top of a world tree. That yeah, it's yeah, like, like supposedly used heaven. To be, yeah. yeah, but then it broke or something. Right. And everyone got kicked out, and now they live on these Titans. And so it's yeah, there's this whole elaborate backstory. Um, but you uh, run into these people who hire you for a job, and as part of that job you uh, encounter what's called a blade. Mm -hmm. And I had, they just they just start referring to drivers and blades. I'm like, I don't know what any of that means. Mm -hmm. they, don't do a really, uh, they don't do a good job of explaining it at all. They don't until once you actually get one, then you're like, okay, cool. It but starts to they make don't sense, sit yeah. there, they don't sit there and explain it to Rex. And so that's, they take like this approach, right? Where uh, you only know what Rex is told and so if Rex isn't told something, you don't necessarily but know. But he knew what drivers were, though. Right. Yeah. But so no one was telling him what they were. It was right. just, like, assumed. So then you sort of put it together when you, um, when you get a blade. Yeah. Um, but it, it's the way I can try to explain it is that the blades are an elemental being that have that give you powers. That are also a weapon. That include they include the weapon that they they yeah. bear. So they and you have to stay close to them. And well, you don't have to, but but if you, you stay close to them, it's, if you stay closer to them during combat, you get more power. Yeah, like and you, you do you more share, damage in you your share attack. share a bond. Yeah, and it's like it's outlined as like a a line, and then at once like once it turns yellow, then you're like really in sync. Do you do? You, have you been offended at all, or I find it like kind of ridiculous? Is the is the proportions of the female? Oh my in the god! Game. Okay, so yeah, oh, and, the, and, and the outfit that Pyro wear. I mean, yeah. you know, it's also uh, like okay. it's also like basically his slave. The blades are basically the slaves to the drivers. It's really weird, dude. It is a bit weird. It's very uh, Japanese. Yeah, the second they you know she they open it up and it's like here's your here's your blade and she's like. Yeah. And she's just these they, enormous. And they zoom, they like the cameras just zoom in They're just in like there. they're just like what's up? What is up, boobs? And there's one scene where you're like you're blinking, you open your eyes, and it's just like blink boobs, blink boobs. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I feel like a weird creeper just playing the game, yeah. and I'm looking everywhere for a boob slider to turn it down. Yeah. I wish to God that this game had boob sliders. Like DOAXBV. Yes, except yeah. I want them to just go. Down. If you had a physics slider though, would you turn it up like DOX BV? Have you seen you, that? You have them really tiny and go. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I am not a fan of the uh, character design of Pyra in particular, I and there's some other. Some fan art there. What is fan that? Art, fan art. Do you want to send that? I'll send it. Boobs. <laughs> boobs on a sword. Boobs on a sword. I mean, that's what it comes down to. But uh, there are other blades in the game as well that are. Are similarly 
proportioned. Yeah, and wear less clothes. I feel like it, like some of these characters were designed by like a 14-year-old boy on a napkin. Yeah, they were designed by Rex himself. <laughs> uh, you know, and a, a that lot is of times, an that is an anime thing though. Like I, I I I don't know there, there are animes. There are, on a, on a sword. There are anime. Credit to at uh, Ren21Art on Twitter for that. Like most anime I watch falls into this trope of like overly sexualizing women. And I, I don't agree with it, but that's just how it is. Yeah. And if you don't, if you're offended by that, you would not like this game. You would not like this game. Yeah. There, there are some really great female characters in the game. Like I really like Nia. Her ears are backwards, but yeah. Her ears are backwards. That I don't get. I don't get. She's gonna have a real hard time hearing. Yeah. There's fur she, tufts in them and everything. She can hear back. people coming up from behind. Backwards, yeah. I guess so. Uh, so what's so okay? I'm, I'm glad you brought Nia up. Uh, what's up with uh, the voice acting? Uh, she's Welsh, I believe, right? So I think the, Rex is, is passable. He's all right. He's very gung ho about everything, but the rest of it is kind of trash. Well, I'm 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 more like why did? It seems like a lot of British and Welsh voice acting. I don't I don't mind why. the accents. I can tell you why. Okay. Uh, this game normally localization for these games goes through the treehouse, uh, and. That's so. That's why, we, like, we normally that's where they do like the translations and the voices and everything. Uh, this one did not. This one went through Nintendo Europe. Hmm. So, uh, quick side note here from Ben. Uh, apparently, Xenoblade Chronicles X had a boob slider in the Japanese version and was removed from the English version when it was imported. No, give it, give it back. But so, let me turn them down. So, Xenoblade Chronicles Two might have one in the Japanese version. We don't know. That's really. Funny. Uh, I mean, this is where I could really use mods because just tear it down. Also. This is a couple quibbles from an armor standpoint. First of all, you can't do separate boobs in armor. That will kill you. What do you separate boobs in armor? Like You'll each, basically end up getting stabbed. Well, those, those are not. That is not armor, though. That is like very much like a, like a soft it's supposed latex. Supposed to be armor. Okay, I see the pads on the top with it. Yeah, that's armor. Yeah, that's not. Those the armor just holds it down. The rest yeah, of that's, it just falls that's like around. that's a bra. Yeah, it's a, a light up bra. It's, uh, but the, the other thing is on a couple of the dudes. There's um, like the, like Jin and, and, and dude bro. I'm not paying attention to their names, by the way, no, because for the most part, I'm like. Mm. Malos? Yes. Wow, dude. Uh, nice work. Yeah. The, uh, I call him dude bro, because he's like the only character in the game with an American accent. <laughs> and Pyra kind of has one. Pyra. 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 I always call, I want to call her Pyra as well, eh. just because yeah. of Ruby. Yeah. Well, yeah uh, but, uh. Yeah, her accent seems um, subdued, but he just seems straight up like, "Sup guys? Yeah, sup guys? Who wanna wanna go uh, wanna go do stuff? Yeah. So go I mean, brew? most most of the voice acting in the game is it's, not great, but then no. but the the what are they called the Nippons? Oh, they're offensive. I don't like, like in, and not not like in a I think they're racist way in a like these, this is terrible. It's just bad. It's cringy and terrible kind of way. I think that's a combination of, I don't know what they were, well, I have an idea what they were going for with the translation. It's probably the translation itself, but then the voice direction on top of it. I think they were going for Jar Jar Binks. Well, it's funny you say that because when I hear them talk, I'm reminded of the racist trade federation from Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> Like just something about the way that they structure their sentences and they talk. I'm like, oh my god! Like, yeah. if this wasn't a Japanese developer, I'd say this is probably racist. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's very like they speak in very broken English, and for some reason, their their thing is that they say the word meh 
a lot. <laughs> and they'll say like they'll say it in like rapid succession like five times. So it's go meh, 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 meh. And the first time I heard that, I was like, I'm gonna kill myself. This is fucking terrible. Uh, uh, one solution if you really hate the the voice acting, which yeah, it's it doesn't add much to it. It does. It really doesn't help out. Uh, they do make the Japanese voice pack available. If, I well, I wonder if Nintendo saw the the translation, the localization. We're like, yeah. All right, add this. To no, the I think I, mean, I think that uh, a lot of people who are into like JRPGs appreciate the Japanese yeah. dialogue as well. It's, it's like anime, uh, that, 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 right? That too, but just like immediately. This needs to be available. Honestly, if the cutscenes weren't so long and meandering, I might consider that. But like when I'm watching the cutscenes, a lot of times I just have to like put it down and like stare at the ceiling and listen rather than watch because it's just so much. Yeah, the the cutscenes are so, so long that like when I play in handheld mode, like I don't touch anything and I'm just watching it, my screen dims for like power <laughs> save. Like and I gotta move like a stick or something to like wake it up until like, that way it doesn't so, turn off. I, I don't. I don't inherently hate long cutscenes. I don't. I, I think that. They do service the game well in the sense that it does a good job. They've done a great job telling the story. I understand everything that's going on, which is not something I can say for a lot of games. A lot of games rush through their cutscenes and things like that. But this game does weird things like hang on certain moments or every moment. Yes. Um, and, and also they, they, they have things that are completely irrelevant. Like there's a cutscene in there that was like, what are we going to eat? And they're like, I don't know, let's eat this. I don't know, let's try to eat this. And it was like, it was like a good minute and a half of just like... Oh, in them. the kitchen. Yeah, they're like, well, I don't fucking care. Like, great, she can cook food. I don't care. Okay, can I just say, I think the reason that cutscene exists is it's a very humanizing. you starting to bond with her and see her as more than a blade. She's a person, Adam. Yes, but... A person with enormous knockers. <laughs> well, like, additionally, like, the, the, all those moments, they hang on every shot so long like there's like they, they say something and it's like pause look at the character they do that the yes the character there's 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 a cutscene of we walk to the end of this tree and we need to get up on that ledge the ledge is 50 feet up it was a three minute cutscene of like how they got up there and then like f five minutes later there's another ledge that's 20 feet up and you have to walk around the whole ship to get up it because you can't do the same thing which was jump up there and grapple people up it's ridiculous like but I think it does a good job of setting up the world and, like, I do feel like the world has been well-constructed thus far. I feel, I like the story because it's, I understand it, and it's, it's somewhat interesting. Like, and the, the characters, there are characters in it, and there is some humor in it. Um, but I feel like it, it falls into, from my experience at least, it f seems like it fell into a lot of tropes, though. It definitely falls into anime tropes. It does, but uh, the, there's, um... There's a note from the from the creator or the game's director um, on the Nintendo website where he basically is like, it's old school. I get that. I'm old school and I didn't feel like I could pull off some, you know, crazy new school, like, weird experimental thing. So I did what I do, mm -hmm. which is, you know, a little old school. Um, he also, because there are, um, you know, uh, uh, Babe McBoobs is only one of the many blades that you can get in the game. And you can get like a whole bunch and there's the, these rare, like unique ones, uh, and but they can be, you know, especially early on in the game, you're getting all these common ones. Have you 
Have you generated any of the new blades? Mm -mm. I generated a bunch, and they were basically all blue chicks with like maybe kind of different hair. Yeah, they're very and then they would like, like robot-ish. Yeah, but they all looked like they were built off the same exact template, and then they just built a couple of kinds of hair, and then a couple of weapon configurations, and then they'll give them different stats. I have gotten, but that you know they just like they roll the dice on a few variables, but they're all the same. But that's because they're common ones. Right. I have gotten common ones, and I've gotten a variety of them. I've gotten probably three or four. Like a couple different females and a couple different. I got like one dude that was like, basically the Hulk. And when he when he stands behind me and he channels his energy into me, he goes like this. And he just stands there, <laughs> and it's, I think it's awesome. Uh, he's, he's like cheering for me the whole time. Uh, <laughs> but I have also gotten rare ones, and they're actual characters uh, that have like voice dialogue, and they're special, and it's cool. Yeah, and uh, in this note, the the director is saying, by the way, you you should be able to get all of these uh, rare blades in one playthrough. For example, he says, I'm 220 hours in to give you an indication of yeah. how much time you could spend in this. Yeah, I believe it. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. How do you feel about the combat? So this is the, the biggest problem with the game, especially early on, is that you can walk up to an enemy in combat and close your eyes. So and, the way the combat works is uh, you... Draw your weapon, you approach an enemy, and auto-attack commences. Yeah, it, it and it, it's it's a series of three hits, each hit being more powerful, and then each hit fills up a little meter that allows you to do special right. attacks. And you have a couple of special attacks and then one that you do with your blade. Right. So the, the problem with this system is that, especially early on, it feels like the first eight hits of combat, which is like... 15, 20 seconds is like you're not doing anything. You can't walk around. You can't. If you start walking around to like try to position yourself, you stop attacking mm -hmm. until you stop and place yourself again. Uh, and especially the, the weird thing they do early on is they make you fight in enemies individually and they give you things like you position yourself behind the enemy, but like you, you can't, can't because, because you're the you're, only one that has aggro. Right. right. Um, but later on, when you start unlocking more blades, you can start equipping multiple blades. You can start doing things like in your skill tree that allow you to have attacks right off the bat. So what'll happen is you'll start attacking right off the bat. You'll you'll basically cycle through all your attacks, do a special, and then you can swap to the, the other blade, and they already have all their attacks ready from your auto attacks. Mm. And so you, it start, starts becoming more active. And then on top of that, they have uh, like a, a special ability combo system where if one of your blades activates, or if one of your one of your blades activates a special ability, there'll be a tree in the top right, and it's like, okay, you just activated the earth element. Now you need to do a level two fire element to do the next level. And when you do that, the, the attacks chain and they become more and more okay. powerful. See, but that, that, is, that makes a lot more sense. very poorly explained. Because it, I had to it, figure it out myself. At the beginning of the game, that chain is there, but you only have your one blade. So, and it's like, it's like well, what, what do I do what, with what that? What do you want me to do? Spend 20 minutes charging up the, like, yeah, right. Right, yeah. Uh, but um, the, I, a, when it gets to more complex combat, I feel like it is more interesting. However, it is still kind of tedious in that, like, I don't know who I'm targeting ever. Uh, right. Like, once you get into combat, you're, the way it's, they're highlighted disappears. Um, unless you've, like, you can't do that actively in combat. So, like, I was fighting a sergeant and a regular guy, and the sergeant had a fuckload of health, and all the regular guy was doing was, like, taking down all my, my guys. So I tried to, like, fight the regular guy, but I couldn't target him. Like, I didn't know how. So um, he was just doing damage to us while the sergeant was killing us. And it's, like, one of those frustrating, like, I don't know who I'm fighting or whatever, um, and it's just, it's hard to manage. And especially when you have multiple party members with multiple blades, uh, everyone is fucking yelling shit the whole time. And, and so are the enemies. And everyone says the same weird shit. There's a... Like, um, we, we'll, we can defeat them with the power of friendship. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the, I, 
When he, whenever Rex talks about the power of friendship, I was like, I'm gonna throw you off the cliff. Yeah, but also, he also has a few awkward ayahs like yeah. early in the game. It's like, okay. okay. You know, you know how yeah, what he, does. he gets. <laughs> he gets a lot more fun as a character if you just think of him as a prepubescent Jon Snow, because mm -hmm. that's kind of what he sounds like. Okay. He sounds like Jon Snow before he got depressed and, you know, took the black. Right. The. The combat aside, I think that exploring the world is actually kind of interesting. They do something interesting, too, where, um, and this happens relatively early on. I don't think you're to it quite yet, but you're about to be, uh, where the world opens opens up and there's all, you know, all these monsters around that you can fight. And you like, I can kill that one. I can kill that one. Oh, my God, that thing is level 80. I love and hate that because... I feel like there are... Maybe, um, you know, and this may change as I explore different areas. Again, I'm ten and a half hours in, but uh, this um, sort of first open area you get, it's cool that there are all these high-level things, but I feel like there should be fewer of them, potentially. It, like, it's nice to have some of them there, but there it should, seems there like be, there's a there lot of them. There should be one. It, 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 have you done the quest? You have to, because you've beaten this part, but... There's a quest that's like you need to you need to walk over and kill this one enemy, and you first off you it's hard to figure out how to get to certain places because it's all sort of sectioned off in weird like levels and, uh, but you get there. Yeah, I walked off a cliff once without yeah, realizing it. Yeah. Also, that's another thing we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> but when you when you get to this enemy, like all you see is level 42 guys, and you're like level eight, and then in the center of all these level 42 guys is like a level nine. But like getting there without aggroing everything else is like. Terrifying, uh, but it's, you can uh, do that thing. Uh, so the game you, has a mechanic where you can like target them and like pull them out. Right, but you still have to get within range. Right, uh, and that whole intro area, like you're saying, is filled with super high level guys that will fucking kill you. Well, the not one only that annoys that, me is there's a bird that flies around. Yes, it's like a level thirty some odd bird. So you're sitting there and you're fighting a wolf and you're having a great time. <clears> this <throat> wolf is getting his ass handed to it, and then suddenly you're dead. Yep. So uh, and you're not sure why, except like as your body crumples to the ground, you see this gigantic bird fluttering above you, going. Ah! The, the more having a great day. The more annoying part to me was when um, it's it's not quite as bad, but like when you first start and you first get to like that area, you're like level four or something, maybe five, and there's like monsters who are your level, and then monsters who are a couple of levels higher. You're like, oh, well. I if it's in this area, this. I should be able to fight them, right? That level seven, that's no problem. No, they kill you. It's like, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay. And then you start to see the other higher level ones. Like, oh, well, well, shit. Well, the game, the first time you run into an elite enemy, the game's like, see that symbol above its head? That means it's really hard. And I'm like, what fucking symbol? Because like, it doesn't stand out enough, or it doesn't yeah, show you. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a like a dark purple emblem behind <laughs> their level. Right. And then these guys are fucking all over the intro area. It's it's that is I frustrating think, to me. I think there's one per animal type. Okay, I couldn't tell. I'm so, I, it was, I, I was so scared of all those animals, I stopped fighting. <laughs> I can't tell you how proud I was when I finally killed the bunny. There's Because there's like, I think there's one of these unique things. There's like a, um, there's these cool liony, wolfy dudes, and then there's the birds, and then there are these weird elephant, I don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. But there's, uh, you look, and I've seen one unique of pretty much all of them. Uh, and there's these fluffy little bunnies with weird ass like tails with arms on them. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I saw one of them carrying a club around, and I was like, "You threw a rocket at it and you lured it over." I did, and I nice. kicked its ass, and I felt so proud of Poor myself. Poor bunny. Yeah, it took me a couple tries because there, I don't know, a fucking bird interfered. Yeah. It was the worst. But uh, it, so it's interesting that they have they don't take your level into account when you're in this open area. It's kind of cool. 
but I would agree that it's maybe skewed a little bit, a little bit unfavorably. But also, um, I made a mistake um, early on where there's a point where you get separated from your party. Uh, and so I was like, all right, it's fine. I'm just going to level up a little bit and then I'll go save them, whatever. And tried to, like, I was going out trying to fight things. If you're on your own, if you try and fight something that's your level, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah, a very hard time. When it says it's that it's what, that that's what its level is, it means that it's as strong as you are and is probably going to kick your ass. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you like you you, you got to hope for some some good damage and evading yeah. of, and there's no way to like dodge attacks. So you got to No, hope that's that just a that's a stat. That's it's a passive agility. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's so just a passive stat. The game does Japanese things in that like you can't change the way you look or upgrade your armor or anything like that. You just get you have two accessory slots and those will change stats, but those do nothing besides change stats. Like, I would very much like it if uh, little Rex could change his armor. Right, because he looks like a dumb version of Sora. He does look like a dumb version of Sora. Yeah. That's a wonderful comparison. Yeah. Good job, uh, Gilly. But there, the game is full of weird, broken shit. Have you fallen into the, the cloud sea yet? Yes. You don't die. You just are stuck trying to find a way up. Oh, there's a way up. There is. But it's really annoying. But I just skip traveled out of there because it was like, I'm walking around for 10 minutes like, where the fuck is a ramp? I, like, especially I did, in the town. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I, I did that too where I was trying to jump off a roof onto the ground below missed the ground below and fell into the cloud sea and spent like 10 minutes swimming around being like, maybe this is a rip. Nope. I just want to, I just want to, nope. I just want to die. He looks like dumb. He looks like weird Sora. Also, like, he, you know, he looks like steampunk Sora. Yeah. yeah. Also, is there only huh. one save slot? Yes. Uh, the only one that I found anyway. That annoys me. Yeah. I normally like having multiple save slots that you cycle through. Just in case like I miss something right. or, you know, I would like can go back. I almost never do go back. But just I like you want that, that I could. right? Right, of course. Um, but overall, like I'm, I find that I'm, I I don't like the voice acting. And every time I see Pyra, I want to like her because she seems like a sweet girl. But also, I just like feel kind of gross. Yeah, I put her away whenever I can. Just yeah. like I will get, give me a robot lady that I don't feel like. Eh. That's that's another weird thing. It's like here's Pyro, the most important blade ever. She's she's the what do they call her? The Aegis. The Aegis. And, and then like the moment you get another blade, just like, I'm gonna put Pyro away. She's not important to me. But like that doesn't thematically make any sense. But I think full, this game is full of things you can nitpick and like weird ass problems. But the thing I'll say about it is that it's still really charming and I still had an interest in going back every time. And like this is the game I would probably have quit after two hours, but like the story and the worlds were interesting enough that I was like, I do kind of want to see where this goes. But it is a kind of a busted and weird game. It is one of those games where I'm. I feel like I'm. There are a lot of things that make me roll my eyes. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple like frustrating things. There are a lot of systems that I still don't get. They just haven't clicked with me. But I do like the charm. Mm -hmm. uh, I will. I'm going to continue playing it. So it's got a magic core there. Yeah, there's something interesting about it. Also, the worlds feel pretty well lived in. Uh, from the, I've only been to like the main, the first town, and then there's like a shop like a, a floating shop dock area. Mm -hmm. And those all feel kind of like like well fleshed out and they feel interesting. Uh, and the game has that like kind of all throughout of like this feels cool and like a Japanese anime world. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that Monolith Soft has always done really well is that sort of like level 
design level layout. There are some things like exploring the, the first real town that you go to can get a little frustrating because there's all these back stairways and it's very intricate. It's not just straightforward. It's this, this is the kind of town that's built up from little bits here and there and so it's built in crazy ways. It's not in a grid. There are stairs that will wrap around the back and then you can get on a roof to get over here. Uh, so it can be very difficult navigating towns and also, you know, landscapes because it's like, I need to go here. I guess I'm going to start going up slopes and hope a thing will connect over to a thing. Uh, but it all is really lovely. Yeah. It all is really lovely. So I'm going to keep playing it. Um, I'm having fun with it. There are some, they made some really weird choices in the, the development and design. I wish to God I could make boobs smaller. Yeah. The um, and I, you know, I'm I'm very strongly considering installing the the Japanese voice pack, uh, just because I feel like the voice acting is doing the game itself a disservice. Yeah. But I like the story, I like the setting, I like the world, I like that they, you know, the the class system, which is really what the blades come down to being, mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, if they had explained a lot of the niceties of combat a little bit better. I might feel less intimidated by the, it. The tutorial system refers to itself as, a, as an individual as well. It's Is it very weird, weird. that it's the like, tutorial is self-aware? Like, hey, I should explain this to you, but you know what? We'll cover that later. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. It's like, you know, and it's not doing it as a character who's like, oh, I should tell you about this. It's not. The tutorial is like, I'll get to that. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, I will say this is the probably the first Switch game that I've felt like the hardware is really struggling and doing it a disservice. You can see it. It, it The game, I wish it looked better because I can see what they're going for with these like vast open areas and like Cloud Sea and giant titans, but uh, it has a dy dy dynamic resolution in order to maintain its frame rate and man, does it get, it start, like it looks like a PS3 game at sometimes. Like it really does like look like shit sometimes. Yeah, it is one of those games where you have to say, um, for, you know, for the hardware it's on, it's great. Mm -hmm. But you, there's always going to be that qualifier. Yeah. that yeah. You can tell that it's already um, pushing barriers on what they can do with it. I can definitely say, though, that for if you're a JRPG fan, this is, like, not something you should pass up at all. I feel like it, it hits a lot of notes, uh, especially with JRPGs. Absolutely. Also, if you've been wanting a JRPG on the Switch. Yeah. Right. You got it. It's your option. And if you're, you aren't a JRPG fan... Consider carefully. It's so it's an interesting it's an interesting one to dive into. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to give it a lot of time. To you warm up. you will need it like your I first. Think, I think you'll need ten hours to yeah. to, to, elite, to to figure out if it's you like, like it. It's like one of those TV shows. that's like, well, the second season is right. really great. Right. But you got to watch the, the beginning to right. get yes. there. Yes. Yeah. So it's a lot like that. So, yeah, not not the worst. What's this? What are you looking at? You. Far Cry. Oh, quick news. Far Cry Five and the Crew Two got delayed. Far Cry 5 got pushed back a month, and The Crew 2... Oh, a month's not bad. Yeah, from February 27th to March 27th, and The Crew 2's launch window is now the first half of Ubisoft's next fiscal year. Okay, begin, so that means... Which begins um, in April. Right, so April to uh, October. September. Yeah, and that initially was supposed to be March 16th. Interesting. Okay, so all not a, a month, not a huge delay for Far Cry 5. Some other news came out today, and I can't remember what it was. We didn't talk about it. I totally lost it. Oh, well. Um... Beyond Good and Evil 2 stream? What happened there? What? I'm sorry? There was a Beyond Good and Evil 2 stream uh, before we before we uh, finish off entirely. Did anything come out of that? Uh, I haven't seen anything on it this morning. Yeah. There's been a, a lot of news that has dropped this morning. Yeah, Ben um, just sent me something else here. Yeah, it looks like uh, 
Square did finally come out and confirm a new Tomb Raider game in development. Um, oh, not much news on it. They're, I guess they're going to a new like marketing cycle where shorter time before love like, that the game releases. So it's love not hey, that. here's a game coming out in four years. Yeah. Great. Let me get uh, excited about it and forget about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's coming out 2018. Oh, so uh, a new Tomb Raider game is coming. Driven by our goal of putting our fans first, we want you to know that it won't be very long between the official reveal and when you can play. Our journey together will begin with a major event in 2018. We simply can't wait to take you on Lara Croft's defining adventure. So they're announcing an announcement. It seems it seems that way. Square Enix is excited to share some big news with you next year. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> we wish we could share it with you right now, but we're taking a new approach. So then why say anything? Yeah, right. Maybe we're taking our new approach. We can't. We're not fully committed yet, but we're taking a new approach. A new approach isn't. We're going to hype anything <laughs> for very <laughs> too far out. Yeah. So get hyped. Uh, well, well, we'll take a look at the the Beyond Good and Evil two stuff. At the very least, we'll cover in a news video, and then we can potentially talk about it next week if it's big news. Cool. Because that was happening um, while we were on this. That kid uh, that got sued by Epic, they yeah. settled. No, different different cheater. Different cheater. Different cheater. Oh, then never mind. Yes. The uh, there was a settlement. Where uh, they said You're banned. it's a permanent injunction, but if the if the the defendant like does like cheats again or creates cheats again or anything like or distributes them, then he has to pay up five thousand bucks. That's what I read. Yeah. Different, but different that guy. is that's a different person. Got yes. it. Uh, all right, that's this episode of Glitch, please, then. If you're a Rooster Teeth First member, uh, you can check out our episode of New Game Plus, our first exclusive post show, on the website at theno.tv. Uh, if you are watching this, please give us a thumbs up, leave us a comment, what you think about Xenoblade Chronicles, about censorship, about Ryan Reynolds as, as Detective Pikachu, um, all that fun stuff. Um, if you are listening to this on one of the podcast services, please leave a review on the service for Glitch, please, to help other people find this podcast. That would do us a real solid. Uh, and we will see you again next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.